0: Good morning, man. Good
1: morning. Good morning, Faith Christian Center family. It's
2: good to be here. It feels like family. This, I
0: think, is your third time here?
2: I think second or third, yeah. Third time here. She
0: was here a number of years ago. Then she was here a few years ago when Lafayette Scales was here. I just wanted to connect them. And then I discovered that the church you grew up in is across the street from his church.
2: In Columbus, Ohio. Uh, And it took me coming to Massachusetts to actually meet
0: him. So it was kind of (laughs) weird. And since then, he had the opportunity, gave her the opportunity to... To to minister a little bit there, so we're just thrilled to have you here this morning. I'm excited to be here. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of your your background? Your you know how you kind of come to where you are, your education, and just you know what's brought you to this place. Yeah. Well, I'm from
2: Columbus, Ohio, um, so my family's in Ohio, and I, um, I went to school, actually, in this area. I went to Berklee College of Music, and so um, I went there for four years. I got my, music, uh, my degree in music education. After school, I was just kind of like, Lord, what do I do next? Um, I didn't have a, a plan, so I went back home. And so I went back home to Columbus, Ohio. My parents are the, music, um, the worship arts directors in Ohio. And so I went home, and I served um, at their church for about three years, and that's really, honestly, my first experience um as far as worship i grew up in a musical family so i've been singing all my life but as far as actually leading worship it was something (laughs) i never sought out to do um but kind of something i was kind of pushed into my mother she was a worship leader at our church and she lost her voice we had two services and after the first service she came to me her voice was hoarse And she said, Mia, I need you to lead worship for the second service. I was like, no, with tears in my eyes. I was like, that's not what I do. And she, I was like, I sing in the choir, you know, I don't lead worship. And she was like, Mia, I need you to do it. And so I went to her office. I cried, and I said, Lord, I need you. I don't know what I'm doing. And God is just faithful in that. He stepped in, and he helped me do what. You know, my mother saw in me, but um, it just took her kind of pushing me out there and me having to do it. So that was really my first experience as far as leading worship. And um, yeah, the song was called Lord, You Are Good. So that song has a special place in my heart. Um, After after Ohio, I went to Nashville, Tennessee after much prayer and just kind of seeking God Um, after being home for about three or four years. I just sensed that change was coming. So I took some time out to just pray and just consecrate and um, seek the Lord about what was next. And Nashville, Tennessee came. And so I moved I took a faith move to Nashville, Tennessee, (laughs) and I lived in Nashville for about nine years. And um, Nashville was great; Um, I have a lot of great relationships there. But that was kind of my first entry into, you know, the Christian music industry. And so, um, yeah, um, it was there where I went to school again. Since God was leading me to go to school, and um, I went to Vanderbilt University and got my master's of divinity there, and. um, I knew that guy was not finished and <laughs> this was not a part of my plan to go to school. Um, but after I graduated, um, and, uh, I began to look into doctorate of ministry programs. And so that's what brought me to California. I was going back and forth between Nashville and California. I looked up um, DMIN programs in Fuller and Azusa Pacific University came up and I um, was drawn to the course offerings of APU. And so I went there. The um, emphasis of the program was spiritual formation and just how the word of God and the presence of God just transforms our minds and our hearts. And so I was drawn to that. And so um, I, I went, I entered in their program and I made a leap, another leap of faith <laughs> to California. Um, So I live in California right now. Um, I finished, I graduated in 2017. And yes, afterwards I I stayed. Um, So I'm currently living in Southern California.
0: So you've got a bachelor's a, a, a master's and a doctorate degree yes. and you still worship.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to worship my way through it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> because that...
0: It's almost like the image we have is the more educated you get, the less yeah. spiritual you are, the yeah. less in your heart. And so you're a testimony that you can do that and not only preserve it but probably enhance it with knowledge. Because yeah. I think sometimes, you know, we that are spirit-filled and we want to... We, we, we think knowledge and education are going to ruin us somehow mm-hmm. but god says to get wisdom and with wisdom to get understanding but knowledge is not bad it's it's, it's knowing the priority it has yeah. if it enhances you yeah. in the, in in your love for him and your worship for him mm-hmm. um then, then that's good but it often goes the other way but you're a testimony that that can go now you've had experience also doing backup for different artists would you tell us a little bit about some of that
2: Yes, um, when I was living in Nashville, I had a chance to, um, I got plugged into a church, and I, um, I don't, it's, it's all, a lot of it, well, all of it is relationships, and just building genuine relationships with people, um, so I got plugged into my church, and uh, one of my good friends, um, Nicole C. Mullen, they, she was looking for a background singer, and so I, that was my first, um, I started singing background for her uh, for a couple of years, that was my first gig um, singing background when I moved to uh, Nashville. Um, she and was th-
0: the first concert we ever did oh we did really? her, yeah we did her I here love years ago yeah, we, she was <laughs> yeah what
2: you see is what you get yeah. on and off stage she's the real deal and yeah. that was my prayer that god would just surround me around people who just have a heart for him mm-hmm. um a couple of years later i connected a uh, cc wine and she lives in nashville as well and i had a chance to sing background for her um traveled with her about three or four years mm-hmm. and um that was humbling she's probably one of my greatest influences before i met her so even while i was traveling with her i was like i can't believe that you. you know and she's the, the she's always nia keep god first you know don't worship me you know but she's so about that um which is what i admire about her is that it's god first and um so yeah i had a chance to travel with nicole um with um with cc for about four years and um, her and her husband eventually started church and so i was okay. there when they started in their living room and i kind of served as a worship leader for their church my first uh, for about three years as well um so that was good just mentorship and that's my prayer is that god would just surround me around people who just have a heart for him and love him and he's been faithful in doing that yeah so yeah
0: now you write some music don't you yes (laughs) (laughs)
2: yes i've written music uh i started in ohio with my dad i wrote a song called wait actually and i'll sing that today um and it's funny you write a song talking about waiting and god'll (laughs) have you live it out and i'm like (laughs) a friend of mine told me you may need to start singing something else because i'm like i've been singing wait for a long time it's like okay Right. (laughs) right no but it's a song i wrote with my dad um a few years ago and I don't know. Every time I sing, it just seems to minister to people. Um, it seems like we're always in a, you know, we're always waiting on something. You know, we'll wait and then God will answer and then it's like we're waiting on the next thing, you know, and so um, it just seems to be a blessing to people. Um, but no, the first CD that I did, I co-wrote it um, in Ohio and then when I moved to Nashville, I continued to write as well. So
0: One of my best friends is Neil and He's uh, retired now, living in Florida. He and his brother had a huge ministry in Maine, evangelist, but he's a, a, a He's a counselor to pastors. Oh, okay. And he taught me this principle a while ago that he heard it. And it was in a message he called The Death of a Vision mm. or a Dream. And he said, God will often give you a dream or a vision, and then nothing happens. Mm. And it may be five years, ten years, it could be twenty years, and all of a sudden it bursts forth. Yeah. And the, he said, The reason that happens that way is because if God gives you a vision and it starts to happen, somehow you think you helped it out or had the credit for it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like even in that song, when you let God have, he had, he had Abraham, mm-hmm. he gave him Isaac. That was the future of the nation God wanted to form. Right. But it came some point where God required Abraham to offer him back. Mm-hmm. So the vision had to die, he was yeah. prepared the vision to die. And then God gave it back to him. He said sometimes that vision would just suddenly start happening, and, and you know this has to be God. So yeah. that's
2: when you say that, I also think about David. He was yes. anointed king, and but there was yep. a time of waiting where oh. he, you know, and so. And, te- I
0: and testing in the middle right. of the waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's like, what do you do while you wait? Yeah. You know, and. God has just been teaching me in the midst of the waiting just to um, to keep my hands raised, to stay in a place of worship, a posture yeah. of worship, and saying, Father, my response is, Lord, I trust you. Lord, you're faithful in the waiting. Lord, um, you've, ne- you've never failed me. You're faithful. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your love. Great is your mercy.
0: And so he's taught me how to keep my hands lifted in the midst of the waiting. And that's part of the process of learning to let it go to him. Mm-hmm. Because when we get discouraged, when we get bitter, when yeah. we get frustrated, yeah. it's always looking at me. Yeah. I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. Mm -hmm. And God has to wean that out of us if we let him do it. But sometimes we shortcut the waiting period because we want to make it happen. And God's very patient. He'll just let you butt your head against the wall, trip up the stairs (laughs) until you run out of energy. And I've been there. And he says, now are you really ready to wait? And then he can work in our lives. So that's wonderful.
2: When I was looking at the video, I was just in tears. The control, um, were we listening to the the video that they showed during offering and just that surrender and just the power of that surrender and letting go. I know that's a powerful just aspect of worship It's just, Saying, Lord, not my will, but Your will be done, and that's not easy to say, but it is a part of what we are, as believers, are called to do, right. and just to surrender. And so, yeah, it was powerful.
0: Well, that kind of leads me into part of what I want to talk about, and and I have to confess, I'm a teacher, yeah. all right, and I'm a, I'm a my, I think, in outlines. Um, so I'm a very logical, linear person. So I have to, I try to understand worship, okay. Yeah. And we do need some understanding of it. So I'm here to learn from you just as much as as they are. So, what is worship? Oh, wow. Uh, what <laughs> That's is like, worship? What is love? All right. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, diffi- it's difficult to limit worship to one definition. I'll st- mm. Some theologians say it's something that you can't define. It's something that you have to experience. But I'll start with, you know, if you were to look up the word worship in a dictionary, you know, some of the lyrics, um, some of the words that will come are honor, to honor, to revere, to to show respect, to love, to admire. Um, there's a the worship. Um, if you it's derived from a Middle English word, the word worship, yes. um, um, wor- uh, worth Worse. shape, yeah, yep. yeah, and. Just want to get it. Right. something that shows or possesses a state of value or worth. So when we worship, we're declaring God's worth and value. We're declaring right. the worth of God. So when we're worshiping, that's what we're doing. Um, and, when we, and when we worship, we worship God just because of who he is, not because of the things that he does, but because of who he is. Um, and so I don't know. Worship is so multifaceted. Um, it's the experience of worship. When I think about worship, I am I often think of it as as a response. You know, I'm responding to um to our creator. I'm responding. God is God initiated it, you know, and so we're responding to what God initiated. And so when I think of that, I'm, you know, every time I come into a worship service, I'm thinking, I'm responding to um what God did on the cross. I'm responding to the love that was demonstrated on the cross. And I can do nothing but lift my hand. That is the proper, you know, (laughs) response is to lift my hands. And so um but yeah it's a response of humility. It's a response of reverence and um a response of of just surrender and say lord um i honor you lord i magnify you just because of who you are our creator and our savior
0: while you were saying that i was thinking about 54 years ago when i met anita i had to woo her <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i initiated it yeah. all right but in, and so we it's like it's like god woos us mm-hmm. all right but we need to respond to that. We can't initiate it. He yeah. he woos us, but we respond mm-hmm. to that. So that's not something you do out of your head. The Holy Spirit has to be involved in, in helping you do that. Absolutely. It's not something that I can just do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah.
2: No, I'm glad you said that. When well, you're probably gonna talk about it, but when we talk about worshiping God in spirit and yeah. in truth, um, when I think about that, when you said the Holy Spirit, when I think about you know the John four when it says we worship God in spirit and in truth when I think of worshiping God in the spirit, it's a participation with the spirit of Christ that's within us, that lives yes. within us and allowing the Holy Spirit to purify us, allowing him to lead and guide us into all truth, allowing him to lead us during these worship moments and, um, us surrendering to the leading of the Holy Spirit, um, worshiping in truth, um, the word of God, um, John 17:17 17, 17 says, sanctify them by truth and your word is truth." So as believers, we believe that truth, the word of God is truth. So yes. when we're worshiping, we're utilizing the word of God. Um, we're allowing the word to transform
0: my hearts, transform right. my minds um, right. in worship. Right. Yeah. And truth is, the word truth in Greek actually means um, everything exposed. Mm. It means nothing held back. Yeah. So it's kind of, we have to open our hearts to him mm-hmm. and hold nothing back, yeah. which we'll get into something else we're going to talk about, about how you prepare for worship. Yeah. So it's interesting, when you're talking about the words worship, I believe the first word that's translated worship in the English Bible mm-hmm. is actually a word Serve where in Deuteronomy, uh, I think it's fift- 14 or 15, where God says, and this is how you shall serve. Me. And it talks about, and if you do that, you will not worship other gods. But the term is used, translated by serve. So serving is a form of worship yes. also, which leads into another subject that we'll talk about oh, a little later. Serving, obedience. Obedience, yeah. Well, this is a lifestyle. Yeah. We'll talk about, that, yeah. talk about that in a <laughs> few minutes. Um, I was told as a lawyer, you never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. So right. <laughs> so I gave her my questions ahead of time, but I don't know her answer. <laughs> oh, <no.
1: laughs> I'm praying. I'm like, do to? <laughs>
0: And I'm here to learn. So I'm going to just share something that, that I, heard, I read. But I'd like, and I, you can tell me I'm wrong. You, I want to learn from you, okay? Um, that there's a difference between thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Um, and as I thought about it, I could th- realize that Thanksgiving is when I'm great expressing my gratitude to God f- for things He's done for me, and that's you know Psalm one hundred said, "I'll enter His pray- into gates with thanksgiving in my heart, into His courts with praise." So almost so like a progression. Yeah. I start out with being thankful to God, which takes my eyes off of me yeah. and puts my eyes on Him, but it's still on what He's done for me. Yeah. Okay, praise is more than what He's done for me. Praise is how how what great things he's done, how powerful he is, how mighty he is, and all of that. But worship is something different. Mm -hmm. Worship is, just as you said, is getting lost in who he is. Mm -hmm. I kind of look at the, the, to me, one of the most powerful verses in the Old Testament is the last verse of uh, Genesis 2, which may sound strange to you. It says, they were both naked and were not ashamed. And that verse is so powerful, as I've shared with them many times before, because I mean they were able to stand before God with no clothes on, and they were not aware of himself at all. Mm-hmm. They were so lost in who he is, mm-hmm. they had no consciousness of himself. Mm-hmm. Now, they could do that because they didn't know anything else. Yeah. All right? What sin mm-hmm. brought in was self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I think as we go through our times of what we call worship, we're still dealing with self. Oh. You know, What I had to do to get here... The fight I had with my wife—I didn't have one today, you know—or or I had trouble getting my hair just right, or all these issues. Or I'm not sure I like the person sitting next to me, or the person on the side—they—they they didn't bathe this morning, or you know, all the distractions that come at our senses yeah. to get us focused on—I wasn't thinking of anybody in here—on yeah. on things that are in the natural. Yeah. And of course, we have an enemy helping us to do that. So it's kind of like I see that progression as helping us get off of ourselves. And music is so powerful to do that because there's such an anointing on it. So just any comments you have about that?
2: Everything you said, I totally agree with. I think um, just that praise is a great way to enter. Like you said, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Um, So the thanks, when I, even in my personal time of worship, I often start with, God, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for um, the price that was paid. I thank you. So just offering up, um, just words of gratitude and thanksgiving. And by the time I um, get to... I think a place of that intimacy when mm-hmm. I think when you say that that transparency and then being naked and just bare God knows us anyway and yeah, so right. <laughs> there's nothing hidden from him as much as we try we think that we may try to hide it something from him but it's just that totally being bare and transparent and father even if it's a lord I need you I need you to come and intervene in this situation you know I'm um, just being totally bare and transparent before God and knowing that he loves us and he sees us and he knows exactly what we need there's a scripture that says the father knows what we need before it's on our um, tongue yeah. completely and so he knows it, and so um, I just think that, when, in addition to what you said, just that that just being bare and transparent before God, and um, and just knowing that He knows us, He created us, and so that's the only thing I would add to that. That's a key
0: in, in human relationships, especially in a marriage, is to is to have nothing between you, mm. is to be honest with each other. Honesty creates intimacy. Yeah. When we when we're not honest, when we try to, which and when we're not honest, we're always trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how, whether she's going to. Still love me if I tell her this i 'm not sure what you 're going to think about me if I say this to me it 's all focused on, on me, mm-hmm. which is again what Satan was able to do in the garden mm-hmm. and so that interferes. So what happens when when, when i 'm not being honest with her, the way I handle is by manipulating. I know you 'd never think i 'd do that, but you do it too. We manipulate one another and, and, and honesty o- removes the, the, the manipulation. Mm-hmm and opens our heart and i think we try to manipulate god even though intellectually we know we can't do that yeah. but we try to we try to make ourselves look the best we can to him because mm. that's what we do with one another mm. and you're exactly right we just it not only doesn't it fool him it gets in the way of our so i think part of worshiping in truth means mm. being open and honest with god and to do that we have to be willing to be, but you have to trust him to do that right which is where the praise and the thanksgiving can help also absolutely yeah so yeah.
2: Everything you just said, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm learning. I was right. <laughs> no.
0: praise the Lord. Well, that does lead into that John chapter four, because um, that's one of such a powerful chapter. I love John chapter four because it's it involves here. Here you've got this wonderful scene. You've got this woman that is that she's got a reputation in the community, which you don't find out till later. So that when all the other women come to draw water. At sunrise, she can't come till the middle of the day when nobody else is going to be there. But who meets her there? The Son of God meets her there. And she has a one on one encounter with the Son of God. How much God loves us to come to where we are. And then he offers that living water, and she wants to accept it, not knowing what it is. And so so now she says, Well, give me that water. So what what does Jesus do? he starts dealing with issues in her life yeah. that might interfere with that. Right. So he questions her, you know, go get your husband, and she said, well, I don't have one. He go, you, know, you know, the whole story. Mm-hmm. He, he brings her to the place of truth. Mm-hmm. And in that truth, he doesn't reject her. He accepts her. Absolutely. And so she tries to evade the subject by talking about worship. Mm-hmm. And it just opens up the door to that wonderful verse where Jesus said, my father longs. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. He longs. For those that were true worshipers mm-hmm. who will worship him in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth, so god 's longing when we come on Sunday morning or in your living room or where he 's yeah. waiting when you get up in the morning he 's waiting for our he wants our hearts yeah. so yeah.
2: when you talk about um, heart, I know there 's a scripture in matthew fifteen eight and nine that says these people honor me with their lips, but their yeah. hearts are far from me yes. they worship me in vain, their teachings are but rules taught by men and it just always reminds me just when you talk about the heart it just reminds me that um like you said god is he he's he's concerned about the inner things he's concerned about those things that are often you know in uh not visible to man but very visible to him you know those inner things like jealousy those inner things like unforgiveness those inner things you know and so um the scripture says man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart and so um especially when we're talking about worship is that um yeah that god is he's concerned about the inner things and when we talk about the heart i think um in worship it's easy for me, I've been in church all of my life, you know, and so it's easy to kind of go through the motions, and when he says, these people worship me in vain, these teachings are rules taught by men, you know, I grew up knowing what to say, I knew when to raise my hand, I knew when to clap, I knew when to say amen, you know, um, it was, it, it can turn into, if we're not careful, turn into kind of just religious, or ha- just habit, you know, and so I think every time we enter into worship, we need to make sure that our hearts are involved, we're connected, we're thinking about the lyrics that we're singing, we're thinking about um, just the personal, um, just encounter that we've had and how those lyrics, how those songs um, have spoken to our lives, you know, personally. So just making it a personal, that personal connection. Yeah.
0: And I think we we can do that because we all, I was raised in a church where they gave you a a bulletin that had an order of service. We don't do that here because we're so spirit led, but we all have an order of, we have an order of worship. You all know what's going to happen next. All right. We've considered sometimes reversing the order of the service, (coughs) except that not enough people here. Uh, at the start of the service to do the important things that are at the end. So, <laughs> so we can we we need to be we can because as we've been talking about, worship has to involve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He he because he has to enter draw you into, into that c- spiritual connection with the Father's heart, and we can't do that ourselves. We can we can set the scene for it, and by praising and worshiping and get our eyes off of us and on God. We're opening the door to it, but he has to make, we can't make that, make that happen. Yeah. And it's like you can't make somebody fall in love with you. You can do things and be real and honest. You can be handsome or beautiful, but something, a connection has to happen. And that's the Holy Spirit has to do that. So we have to be, recognize his role in that. Mm-hmm.
2: So And daily, a daily prayer is asking yes. that to purify our hearts. You know, there's Psalm uh, 5110, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Um, for me, that and something a mentor told me is I was like, "How do you do what you do? It's <laughs> just like um, a daily prayer has to be father, purify my heart toward you and purify my heart towards, towards your people you know and so i've've tried, tried to hold on to that, um,
0: creating me a clean heart well, the, the wooing we talked about and the the heart connection is really the the, 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 the pun intended, the heart of a relationship, mm. and what this song was all about is God wants a relationship with us. Yeah we know that up here but but what i think so many the reason so many christians struggle is they know the principle that god wants a relationship with him but they're not enjoying and experiencing the relationship with him because there is no i mean god is <laughs> is so awesome so that that he he fills you up he satisfies you beyond anything you can ever imagine talks about the unsearchable riches that are in Christ. God will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask, ask or think. Jesus talks about a spring of living water, a fountain that draws up, it satisfies your every need. And then later on, he talks about rivers of living water flowing out of you. And all that symbolism is about how God wants to fill us with himself and that he satisfies every possible imagined dream we could ever have. And he's waiting to do it. And worship is, is the avenue, one of the avenues by which we experience that. And we're taught in a faith church we don't go by how we feel, but God wants us to feel Him. He doesn't want us to be moved by it, but He wants us to feel Him. He wants us to experience Him. I mean, what if we had 53 years of marriage and all we said was hello and walked through the motions, and we never kissed each other, we never told each other we loved her, we never held each other, we never expressed that love. And that can happen in marriage. If you've been married very long, you get into a routine begin to take each other for granted. And we can take God for granted. We can go through the routine. So that can be a tradition that we say, well, we never have a tradition, but we do because human beings love habits because they give us some sense of security. And they're okay as long as they don't get in the way of the experience of the relationship. I've talked too much.
2: No, that's good. Um, I think, no, that was great. I think just the root of our, like when you're talking about building intimacy, that love has to be the root and the foundation of our worship, of our intimacy and our love relationship with the Father. Um, you know, God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still sinners, he He died on the cross. And so the cross was a demonstration of his love that he has for us. And so as we're worshiping, as we're lifting our hands, we're responding in love and saying, Lord, I love you and I thank you. You know, and so um, when you said that love and that intimacy, I would definitely. Yeah. Love has to be the root and the foundation um, of our heart um, when we are in our foundation in worship.
0: Now, I found that I don't always wake up every morning feeling in love with God just like I don't wake up every morning feeling in love with my wife, I don't wake up every morning feeling in love with me. And so, but I have a routine where I know it's such a habit, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go grab some water, my cup of coffee, my earphones, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to just begin to listen to some worship and begin to express it to him. So, and I forgot what my point was.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: that That I think we have an expectation of where we think we should be. And when I when I'm not there or I'm not experiencing it, we can get discouraged and say, well, didn't work today, so I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to get about my day. And what I've learned is if I'm just honest with him, to God, I don't feel anything today. I you know, I love you by faith, but I don't feel anything today and just begin to talk honestly with him. Let that somebody years ago in church, which came to me because they were struggling in their relationship with God for a number of reasons. And I knew that there was some frustration and disappointment in them. So I said, here's my advice. This is going to sound strange to you. Go out and find some vacant field where there's nobody around and yell at God. Scream at him. tell Because him, he knows it's in your heart. Get it out. Yes. And it broke the log jam. It's the honesty with him. Yes. So I think even as we come in here, to be honest with where I am, Lord, I, know, you know, I just came here because my wife made me come here today. But you should tell him that you're opening your heart to him.
2: That's that worshiping in truth, like you said, and yeah. just being honest and transparent. Um, there are sometimes, you know, like you said, when your faith there's a scripture that says, Lord help my unbelief. You yeah. know, so that is a part of this journey. You know, yeah. we don't always I don't always feel <laughs> Hundred percent, but there are times when I'm saying, Father, I need your help, and I need I invite you into this situation because I can't do it. I know I yeah. can't do it in my own strength, but God, I know that you. I have a supernatural help and a supernatural strength, and so I'm leaning on you. I'm not going to lean on my under- own understanding, but God, I just invite you in, and I choose to to trust in you and not lean on my own ability, my own strength. But I
0: look to you, and I believe that pleases Him. because yeah. he does. He wants us to be honest with Him, yeah. he, as you said before, and He already knows where we are. Right. And by that honesty, we're trusting him. Yeah. We're trusting that he loves us in spite of where we are, in spite of that I may, not, that I may be angry at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he, 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 it's a sign of faith, really, that we trust the relationship, that we can be real with him.
2: Right. And it's a demonstration that, we, that we're looking to someone beyond ourselves, yes. you know, yes. that we're not looking to our own
0: ability, but yeah. that
2: trust you know, is a form of worship, and that, Lord, we're looking to you because we know that we can't do it.
0: Um, are there any things we can do to prepare and I'm speaking specifically for a worship service like this,
2: yeah. honestly, I think corporate worship um will be a response. what we do publicly is a respo- is a reflection and overflow of what we do in our private time and so, as you said, just kind of creating those um those quiet spaces that's really honestly. I've been in church all my life, but I really had an encounter with God, you know my first a real encounter with god when i was home by myself you know and honestly it was in a low point i was in a valley place where i was like god i need you i'm crying out to him and so you know and god met me there and so if anything i can encourage just that quiet um creating those quiet spaces when we're at home when nobody else is around and um Just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us um, through reading the scriptures, through um, listening to worship. Just creating a space where God can dwell and where you can just listen. It's not always about us talking, but sometimes it's listening and being quiet just so we can receive and hear. And um, and when I come here, it's just an overflow of what what I've done at home, what I've been able to do. And that's not
0: just true of you as a leader. It's true of all of us. Absolutely. Because if we all come in here with issues that we've not been willing to deal with, we're not going to be open to him when we're in here. Um, and I, I like the point you said about y- that he, you had an encounter with him at a low point. That's yeah. often when we're able to meet him yeah. because it's not that he wouldn't meet us when we're up and confident, but that's when we know we've run out of ourselves. Yeah. And he meets us. That's where Jesus met that woman at the well. She was at a low point. Yeah. And that encounter changed her life and then changed the whole community to where she was. God used this woman with a reputation to to bring revival into her town because she, it wasn't all about her. It was about the one that she'd met. And so, so yeah, we, got, we, we don't just walk into a service. We can, but we're going to get the same results back out again.
2: And the good news is we have access. You yeah. know,
0: there was a time
2: like in the Old Testament where we could not only priests could enter the temple, you know, yeah. and um what was it, the day of atonement where the holy uh, the high priest could only enter the temple um the most holy place once a year um but and and make atonement for our sins. But now when the um in the New Testament when Jesus uh when he said it is finished on the cross and the te- the veil ripped um it tore what is it from top to bottom? Some theologians say it it tore from top to bottom and not bottom to top yep. to show that um, Um, that it was God's doing and that he wanted that intimacy and that communion with his people. So the good news is now we have access. We have direct access to our creator and our savior. That's good news, amen? So we can go to him for ourselves. We don't need as though, I mean, leaders are wonderful, but we don't have to have an intermediary. We can go to him ourselves. And so um, we can commune with God. We can commune with the savior. So Yeah, Yeah.
0: and and in Hebrews 10, it says, by a new and living way so it 's a living way it 's not some dead ritual that we go into, and it ought to impact us. It ought to change us because he is so real, so alive, he is so loving, it is an encounter with him and and you 're right it 's like what happens in here? This is not to be the highlight of our week and that. this is to be the overflow of it, and then it will flow out of here and and there 's a synergy that takes place when we come together to do it because we affect one another. And, and it just we influence one another either positively or, or negatively. So, so and in, in you've mentioned several times. And in, in I think the key is that that worship is something that can only come out of our heart to God's heart because God's heart's already been given to us. So it has to do. And I just talked two weeks ago, and we'll tomorrow. So next week, talk some more about guarding our heart and how it's it's important the condition of our heart. Uh, in Matthew uh, five, Jesus talking, this is Jesus talking. He said before you if you're coming to the altar to bring a gift okay, and you realize it doesn't say that you've got something against your brother. You realize your brother has something against you. Look what it says. Go and resolve that with your brother first and then bring your offering. And this is Jesus saying this. And and if he's saying that it's not like God will reject what we bring. We can't offer it if, because it's coming out of our heart. So Proverbs uh, 20, uh, 23 talks about guarding your heart with all diligence because out of it flow all the issues of life. Well, one of those flow outflows of life is worship. So if we're regarding something in our heart against somebody, how can our heart be really open to give our whole heart in worship to him?
2: And when I read this scripture, I'm also, I'm also, in addition to what you said, kind of just being honest with yourself
1: yeah. and being
2: honest with God about where you are, because it's very easy to harbor that unforgiveness or that, you know, that offense. And right. so um, kind of just that honesty, being honest with God and being honest with yourself. of am just like, I'm walking in unforgiveness right now. You know, I, if I can be honest, who there was a time that I did, I knew that I offended someone and. I had to humble myself <laughs> and, and my flesh was cringy but I was like father I need to go and apologize to that person because I know I've offended them you know and so um so yeah but no as soon as I did that it was just there was a freedom and I just felt just the peace of God and so he was in it and he he um he's honored and glorified as we are reconciled to one another
0: it does I, I don't think we really understand the the the, the, the negative power of unforgiveness I don't think we, if we understood it. I've got to be careful because I can really preach here. Because Jesus Jesus said, the Father said, that if you don't forgive others, he can't forgive you. But Jesus died, yeah. He died for you, but it, it closes our heart to him. And that's true in, in worship also. So if we think we're worshiping and I've got something in my heart against someone else, I'm deceiving myself. I think I'm somewhere where I'm not, yep. and I've had God deal with me something that it, that I did years ago that that hurt some people, and I you know I worked it all out. I thought, and then God brought back to my memory about a year or so ago of somebody that that, that I never faced because of it, mm-hmm. and this was you know 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and I just I really wrestle. I don't want to dredge the feelings up. I don't want to stir all this up again. And and what I did is I went to the Lord and said, look, I don't know whether this is you or me. But if this is you, don't let it don't don't take it away from me. Show, and if it's you, show me how to do this. So I was honest with him. I don't want to do this. This is hard to do, but I'm willing to if you'll help me. And the Holy Spirit is He is the helper. God's put him in us because there are things we can't do, and he's in us to help us, and we don't turn to him. And the more I turned him, the more I realized he's there to help me and wants to help me. So I was just honest with him, I don't want to do this. This is hard, it's awkward. And I just, and, but it became very clear, and finally got to the moment and says, I, I'm not sure I can just pick up that phone, and something happened. It was, okay, I can do it now. And I did it, and it cleared the whole thing up. And I felt so clear and open you to feel do that. Free, A free. A Ex- is exactly. Is and I, my heart's open again to God. It's not that I don't love Him, but it's open again. It's like if there's an issue between us and we don't deal with it, it's there all the time. It's you know when you see or somebody in the church, it's always there. And, and and that means there's something in our heart that we're regarding, and it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. God, there's nowhere in the Bible do I find God says you're commanded to be right. I can't find it. You're commanded to do right, but not to be right. We are commanded to love as he loved. Because if his standard was, you've got you've to you've have justice and do what's right, you, you know, you've got to be right all the time, he's always right and we're always wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the one that was always right took on himself our wrong mm. so that we might be made right in his image. So anyway, I'm starting to preach. So. Well, that's good. So that kind of leads into the heart yeah. things. And so just, we're we'll going to turn it over to you in just a moment. So how, we're, we're listening to this. How do we, what do we do? How do we enter into that? How do you know when you're singing that you're entering into worship? You're
2: entering into worship. Um, I. I think it's by faith. You know, there's that element of faith. It's just, um, we often start, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. God, we thank you. We praise you. Um, and we get, when we get to that place of just, um, honor and reverence and respect and just like, Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you, um, you're worthy of all the glory. You're worthy of all the honor. And you sense just that weight of glory. Um, that's usually when I'm like, okay, now I'm in that place of of just where God is on the throne and He's he is the only thing that matters. You know, there was a, a person, um, I don't want to get the quote wrong, I was reading a book it says, Worship requires that we get off center stage and we put God where he belongs. So ultimately in worship, obviously he is the guest of honor and we are just standing, our posture is we're standing in awe of him, you know. And he is the one who is who is being worshiped, the Lord of all lords, the king of all kings. And, um, so yeah, he's in his rightful place, um and when we worship, you know our eyes are off of our situations, everything becomes minute when we think um when we magnify him, you know, and so, um, when we talk about the heart, I think just a daily oh a daily prayer, and I don't always get it right, I never want to come up here and act like you know, I'm perfect. I think it's just um, a daily prayer. Father, purify us. Father, show us ourselves. Help me to be honest with you. Help me to be honest with myself. Help me to be honest with one another. Uh, the greatest commandment is love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is love my Lord neighbor as, as myself. myself. And so right. that's just the cross, you know, um, the vertical yep. aspect and then the horizontal aspect. So yep. that vertical aspect is just as important as that. Well, the horizontal aspect is just as important as that vertical aspect. So, so that, Father, we would love um, our neighbor as
0: ourselves just as much as we say we love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. I think um, what we tend to do is when we're f- trying to understand how to do something, mm-hmm. we start looking at the mechanics. Yeah. Okay, And the mechanics will get in the way because this is not a thing you do. Mm-hmm. This is something out of your heart. Yeah. So it's kind of like if I read a book... I've had to woo my wife and make love to my wife, and I'm sitting there with her on the couch with a checklist. Let's see. I sit down next to her. Okay, I did that. I hold her a hand. Uh, okay, I did that. Uh, is this working yet? Um, I did, you know. But but w- I'm serious because we can now. What do what do I what do I do? And what do I do is focused on me, and, and it's it's understanding that first of all, I don't have to sit down with a checklist. She wants me to hold her. She's looking for me to express my love to her. She's waiting. She wants more of it than I give to her. And she's going like this. She's, uh, <laughs> okay, so.
1: <laughs>
0: but, but, but God's like that. I used to say, for, and I stopped for a while, that when we come and understand God's been waiting here for this moment, just like he waits for you to wake up in the morning waiting for you to open your eyes, hoping you're going to say something to Him. But He's God, yes, but He made you to be in a relationship with Him. So when we come here, it's not like we have to do a bunch of things to please Him. He's waiting for this heart-to-heart encounter, and He's put Himself in you through the Holy Spirit to enable us to do this. So we've gone through this not to teach you a bunch of things to do, but to help us get some understanding of of what this is all about, what God's looking for here. And he wants to do this more than we want to do it. So he's ready to release himself to us. And I think he's ready to do it now.
2: And it's Amen. an experience and an encounter with God. Amen. So that's my prayer that even as we move forward in this time of worship, that we would experience okay. and just Amen. have an encounter, encounter with the true and living counter. God. When we experience Him and have a true encounter, our hearts are—we're we, changed. We're yes, transformed yes. in the presence of God.
0: So. Okay. Amen. Did you get something out of this? All right. Thank praise you. God. Thank you. We're gonna. Okay. Can I get some help moving some of this out?
2: All right, can we just stand up on our feet as we um, just close our eyes? Bless you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, we've talked about um, just, just worship, different elements of worship. And I just pray even in this moment, um, as our eyes are closed, our hearts are fixed on you, God, that um, we would just examine ourselves, myself included, God, that I would examine my heart examine where I am with you, examine where I am with my neighbor, with my family, Lord God, and just to be honest with you, to invite you into this space, invite you into my heart, invite you into my life. Um, so we just do that even right now. and We say, Lord, you're invited here. You're invited into every area of my life. and I just surrender right now. We say yes to you, oh God. We say yes to your will.
1: We say yes to your way. Oh God, help us to Pray the same prayer that Jesus prayed, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done in our lives, oh God. Help us to say yes, oh God. Yes to you, oh God. Yes to your leading, oh God. We will follow as you lead, oh God. We will follow as you lead, oh God. We thank you, God, that you lead and guide us into all truth, oh God. So. Even now, can we just lift our hands before God as a sign? Not a religious act, but as we lift our hands, we just say, God, that we surrender. We surrender to your will, God, and to your way, God. And we just invite you into our hearts, God. Invite you into our lives, every area of our life, God. We give it to you, every struggle, every concern, God. You said you would perfect those things that concern us, oh God. So as our hands are lifted, we just surrender. We surrender our hearts. And we say, God, that we need you. We say, God, that we love you. We say you are welcome in this place. We give you every part of us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We love you. Even now in this moment, your Father is here. He desires to hear your voice. Can you just tell him how much you love him? Lord, we love you. Let's fill this place with worship, God. We love you. We honor you, oh God. We glorify your holy name, Lord God. Be worshiped, be glorified, be lifted high in this place. Be lifted high in this place. Be glorified Lord have your way in me Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone and every breath that I take every moment I'm awake Lord, have your way. Can we sing that, Lord? Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my soul. I live for you. I live for you. Every breath, every breath that I take, every moment, every moment. every breath that I take every moment i'm away this is our prayer today lord have your way in me God have your way have your way in our hearts God lord have your way in our families oh god have your way have Our families, oh God, have Your way, Lord. Have your way oh god have your way in this place lord god move by your spirit move by your power have your way lord god in our lives Lord god even now we just pray for healing in our families lord god i thank you even now um even right now god you're showing us maybe someone we need to talk to or have a conversation with or someone that we may need to forgive Lord God. we thank you Thank you just for softening our hearts, Lord God. We thank you just for creating a space, Lord God, where we can reconcile, Lord God, with our families. We can reconcile with our brother and our sister, oh God. Because that is how you are honored. That's how you are glorified, Lord God. When we are reconciled, when we are unified, when we are a unified unit, oh God, a unified body. You bless unity, Father God. You dwell in unity, Lord God. So we thank you, Father God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our hearts right now. We thank you that you're healing. We thank you that you're saving. We thank you, Father God. Have your way. Have your way. Right now. To shift our focus, God, to who you are. You are a great and mighty, God. We are great and powerful, God. You're mighty to save. You're mighty to heal. You're mighty to deliver, oh, God. We thank you that you still do wonderful things. You still do miraculous things. The God who turned water into wine is here right now. God, you are still a miracle worker. You are still a way maker, oh God. And so we thank you that our hope is in you alone, oh God. Our hope is in you alone, oh God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're here. You're here, Lord God. You show up. When you show up, you move, God. You show up for a purpose, oh God. You thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you give life, God, that you restore we thank you even right now that you're restoring God. You're restoring minds. You're restoring bodies, Lord God. You're restoring. You are our restorer, Lord. Great are you, Lord. You are our restorer. Great are you, Lord. Let's sing this together. You give life. You give life. You are love. You are love, you bring light to the darkness. You give, you restore, you restore every heart, every heart that is broken. Can we fill this place and say, great are you? Great are you, Lord. With one voice, it's the umbrella. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pause. you are here, oh God. Just take a moment and honor you. Say you alone are worthy. You alone deserve all the glory. Be glorified in this place. Be magnified in this place. Be magnified in this place, oh God. We honor your holy presence. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for coming to see about us thank you father god that strength is rising even now that our faith is rising thank you god for healing and restoration that's taking place right now thank you god for healing our hearts healing our minds oh god healing bodies oh god we still believe you to be a healer oh god we thank you we thank you father god for your presence you are great and mighty oh god there's nothing too hard for you what is impossible what is impossible with man is possible with god so god we thank you that we can look to you, we can rest in you. Our hope is in you, our trust is in you. We look to you, Jesus, and we can rest. We don't have to worry or be anxious about anything, God, but we can rest in who you are. Rest in your word, rest in your promises, rest over everything that you've spoken over our lives, over our family's lives, over this church, God. We rest in who you say we are, Lord God, in you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We honor your holy presence. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. You are great. You are great and mighty. You are great and mighty. You are great and mighty. Great and mighty are you, Lord. No one compares to you. Great. give God a great praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus.